Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And welcome, one and all, and welcome to my co-host, Ruel. How you doing, man? Good, good. Thanks for uh, having me on again. It's so much fun uh, doing these, Rado. We are on number 17, believe it or not. That's like, in real time, that's like three months. Are you serious? Almost three months now. Almost oh my gosh. We've been doing this, right? Amazing. And they said it would never last. So, <laughs> and we proved, we proved them wrong, wrong, my friend. We proved for them wrong. today. Yeah. Today, folks, is uh, a very cool episode brought to you by Fun Again Games. And when Fun Again sponsors the show, what we tend to do is a topic we've done three times. Now. This will be our fourth time of games we'd like to buy right now, where we just kind of go through their online catalog of games and look at things that jump out at us. Uh, and that's been a lot of fun. But you know what? The holidays are upon us. And so we thought it would be perfect to actually uh, switch it up a little bit. We are going to be trying to recommend, in our opinion, 10 great games that make wonderful gifts uh, that you can buy from our sponsor, Fun Again Games. Although you can buy them in all, all over the place. Uh, you know, you don't feel obligated to. But you might want to because every week on the R&R Show, we do a little contest giveaway. And this week, the uh, giveaway is a $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games uh, that could work for just about anybody in the world. So uh, if you're lucky enough to win, that might help with the holiday shopping blues. And maybe uh, something we talked about might be of interest. So, uh, Ruel, what is the secret word? The secret word, folks, is Schwarzenegger. <laughs> as in Arnold. As in Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's somehow, some way, we're going to be talking about our, uh, our top ten list of uh, game here and somehow work in Schwarzenegger in the Very casually. So what... Very casually, you'll it may slip past you, so pay careful attention, folks. And when one of us does that, note the game that we are talking about at that time, and that's the game we want to see in an email to contest at rado.com. Um, put that, put Schwarzenegger. You're gonna have to Google it and figure out the spelling. Well, they don't have to put Schwarzenegger. That's a oh, no, that's a game. mistake that's right. that I myself no. have made. What you need to do, that's contest right. at rado.com. If we were talking about Monopoly at the moment that somebody mentioned Schwarzenegger, like Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, got sent to jail just like him or whatever. Not that he did. I hope not. Um, <laughs> you would write the word Monopoly in the subject of your email that you would send to contest at rado.com. So don't worry. You do not have to spell Schwarzenegger correctly. Uh, <laughs> yep, as it says there on the screen, email to contest at rado.com the secret word game. Not the secret word, but the game we're talking about when the secret word is mentioned in your subject. And that means my Outlook will catch it in a filter. It'll dump it all in a contest. And a week from now... On Tuesday, the what day? Tuesday, the 30th of November, 2021, we will have a drawing, and one lucky winner uh, who caught Schwarzenegger will be able to get that $50 gift certificate just in time for the holidays. Right. Yes. Does that make sense? Did, it, did we so get that cool. right? We, we did. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I, was, I stumbled there a little bit, but yes, that's how you do it, folks. Again, contest at round.com, and we will draw. Uh, the winner next uh, week during the during the show, and we actually do the drawings uh, during the pre-show. Mm -hmm. um, so those of you that don't know, we record this live on Tuesdays here on Twitch before we export it over to YouTube for the Wednesday release. And if you join us on Tuesday, you get all kinds of fun little extra bits and stuff. And we just had a conversation about Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. obviously. So 
to find out when, check out the um, the R and R show bonus uh, feature. Yes. right. We we have a yep, bonus yep, yep, show. Yep. Um, but today uh, we are not doing any of that wacky live Twitch stuff. Right now, we are here to talk about games. Ten of them, in fact, the top ten games to give as gifts. And uh, so. I don't know how you did this. I'm really kind of curious. I mean, obviously, we, we both went I, to sponsor the Funny Games site, where they're doing a Black Friday yeah. sale right now, and they've got ongoing sales. They've got liquidation. I mean, so they've got lots of uh, you know deals. What I ultimately decided to do, making my list, is I wanted to pick my, my five of the ten games are ones that I am fairly confident will work with just about anybody. Okay. Uh, you know, so I nice. went broad. I, I didn't go for really yeah. any big super heavy games that would be what I'd want to get or something like that. Um, I wanted to yeah. do stuff you know, that I knew I could give to a gamer geek friend, but that I could also give to my mom. Um, so they would just work across the board, that there would be something in there that anybody could appreciate. And I actually found a lot of really great opportunities. What was your criteria? That's, that's really interesting because I, I took a similar approach, but I did it like, I took my games and I wanted to reach a broad audience, but I also wanted to reach uh, my gamer friends as well. Mm. So I was thinking uh, one or two of these will be for a broad uh. audience, non-gamers or casual gamers, and then one or two of these will be for more um, veteran or hardcore gamers. And the ones sort of like in between, you know, that can straddle that, hey, it's good for uh, gateway gamers and also right. for, you know, hobby gamers as well. So I, I did a little bit of uh, everything here on Yeah, we list. both looked at it the same way, but came up with a different yeah. approach to hitting it. So that should make for an interesting list. Right. Okay, then. Cool. Uh, well, I think we're ready to go. And I think you're starting off with your number 10, correct? I Do am. Do you have the yeah, text I, file ready correct. to type in the name? Yes, um, I'm doing that right okay. now. And um, so my number 10, and I want to make sure I spell By this By the way, folks, we actually. do not collude at all. I have no idea what Ruel's about to come up with. He has no idea what I'm about to come up with. That's right. So uh, number 10 mm -hmm. is... And, oh, now I forgot how to do this. Do I... Perhaps, all you have to do is save uh, the file. Control S. Yep, save. yeah, sync. Yeah. Okay, number 10, Mesozoic. So it's Mesozoic, but with an extra O, because uh, this game is a filler game. This is the one I chose for a broader audience. Uh, it's from Z-Man, okay. and it's on sale right now at Fun Again Games. Mesozoic, have you played no, this No, I have not. I don't know anything about this. All right. But it this is 35% off right now. Right? You're $13 for this game. What is it? It's a perfect... It is a perfect stocking stuffer. Um, it works for non-gamers and gamers, but it is about building your dinosaur okay. park. And so we, the dinosaurs have come back, and but we're going to be safe about it, unlike that you know rotten Jurassic Park. <laughs> we actually have our dinosaurs in enclosures. We have a monorail system. And what this is, if you see there on, on screen, uh, but I'll describe it, it's a four-by-three uh, grid, uh, but with one card missing. So it's like one of those slider oh. puzzles, right? Oh, We've talked cool. about this before. You're going to slide this around and try to match things up. You want the monorail to go as far as you can in the park. You'll get points for that. You want the enclosures to be enclosed because you don't want your dinosaurs running around everywhere. Then you also have uh, amusement uh, park rides as well. But what you're doing, you have 45 seconds to ah, do this. Ah, I see. It is a real-time real -time game, yes. Yes. And what's neat about it, uh, what I really like about it, is before you get your cards, it's a little bit of card drafting mm -hmm. as well. So you and your opponents each get 11 cards. You're going to choose two, pass them over, okay. choose another two until everyone has 11. Then you lay them out randomly on, on the table. And that's the trick. You start the time. I've got all these cards yes. that work well together, but they're all shuffled up, yep. and I've got a slide puzzle. 
Wow. Yes, and how can I slide them around to get the monorail going? Because you don't want that monorail just fly off Indeed. a cliff or whatever. Um, yeah, so it's – Michelle and I play this. It takes 20 minutes to play. It's super fast. You play three rounds. It's a fun little puzzle. We like those type of games. And the art is cute. Um, it's perfect for a wide variety ages. That is Mesozoic wow. from, I believe it's Z-Man Games. Okay. All righty. Um, well, I yeah, I don't I, – I, I, now that you describe it, I do kind of recognize it a little bit. And that does sound yeah. very cool. Now, of course, some people are just going to bolt. I mean, is there like a ver- – you've played it. Is there a non-real-time or – There is. Yes, they do have uh, rules okay. that allow you to say, hey, if you don't want to play it real-time, here's the way to do it. And they also have advanced cards as well. So th- this is the basic setup where you just have a couple of different things. But then you can add the advanced things, such as the T-Rex, which will destroy stuff. And, oh, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I highly recommend this, especially for $13. I mean, that is a deal. Like, I love games that are in this price range that offer a lot more than um, they punch. Yeah, away, I didn't basically. mention that. But uh, price consciousness was something I was definitely cons- concerning myself Same. with as well, uh, which is why it was great because there are yep. so many uh, sale games on right now. Because, of course, everybody's doing Black Friday this week. All right, so yep. – Number uh, number ten. That makes sense. I, I dig it. I dig it. Okay. Well. Yeah. Mesos. Let's move on to my number nine, which I will queue up here, and I will find the text file because you can't edit this for me now. My. Oh, no, I should say what I just said about being price conscious, and what I just said about Uh-oh. trying to pick a game that's good for everybody. This is at the bottom of my list. It's number nine because I kind of <laughs> broke both of those rules, but I could not put roll camera. On the board. I absolutely Uh had to. Uh, This is, spoiler alert, folks, all but guaranteed to be my game of the year for 2021 at the end of the year. So good. It's so good. And um, everybody loves the movies, right? I mean, the subject matter, I think, is certainly very broadly appealing because this is a cooperative game where everybody around the table is trying to uh, deal with all kinds of emergencies that happen on set while trying to make the best movie they can. Or, alternatively, the worst movie you can because one way you can win is by making a movie so bad it's good. I've never been able to pull that off, so I always just try to make good movies. But it's incredibly yeah. thematic. The gameplay is really sharp. And, um, you know, there's a lot of co-op games on the market, but they all tend to follow the pandemic formula of oh let's just run around a board and fight fires and try to complete an objective here um you know the the what we're actually trying to do feels very true to life uh everybody has a hand of idea cards uh when problems come up one of the actions you can do in this worker placement dice game is call a meeting and that means everybody gets the opportunity to um add a new idea to solve the problems at hand and whoever is the director that round has to pick one of all those ideas uh maybe they'll pick their own or maybe somebody else will have had a better idea but one of the other ideas then goes into a queue so it can be done later at a cost Everything about this game is brilliant. I love the presentation. I love the gameplay. Now, this is the only game on my list that is not on sale, um, for the record. But it is also my favorite game on the list. And I do worry because not everybody out there likes cooperative games. But if you suspect um, that if you have people in your life who love the movies, or TV for that matter, and really love the the behind-the-scenes stuff, the making-of stuff, and you suspect they would like to work together, Oh my gosh, this game ticks all of those boxes, and I cannot recommend highly enough my number nine, Roll Camera. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite games of the year as well. It's so brilliant. Um, I, I love, like, they have the uh, little puzzly part of it, the uh, the polyominoes where you're trying to set the scene, like set up the, uh, the setting and everything, and then you do different uh, scenes as well. Oh, so good. That's... 
yeah, I mean, it, it's totally worth what what the price is, folks. Uh, de definitely look into right. it. That is roll camera. That is your number yeah. nine. Let me get my number eight on cue here. Uh, this may surprise you. Uh, I was I was surprised to see this one on, on the uh, sale okay. here, but it is my number eight. Um, bizarre. Bizarre. Oh my. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the that's the look I wanted. I wanted to throw something out there that you may not have heard. This How is, bizarre. This game is a game from 1967. Jeez, Louise. And it's Sid Saxon, the brilliant okay. designer who was way ahead of his time, folks. Way ahead of his time. Uh, this is his version of Splendor back in 1967. You are blowing my mind. It is it is so good. And I'm, I'm jealous. Of, I have two friends that have copies. I've, I haven't gotten my copy yet, but they both swear by this. They'd rather play this than Splendor, and I can see why. It's, I think it's easier to learn than Splendor, so it's got the same basic, hey, you want to trade you know, resources for resources and eventually uh, get the target card, right? So the target cards are your goals. So the targets would be like you need two reds and two blue chips or gems mm -hmm. to turn in. But randomly at the start of each game, you're going to, uh, they call it equation cards. It's basically the exchange rate. So those randomly show up at the start of the game. So every game's different. Okay. You're going to have like an exchange rate of, hey, you can change one red for two greens, one green and one yellow for two blues, et cetera, et cetera. So on your turn, you're doing one of two things. You either roll a die and take that color uh, gem into your hand, or you do one of those exchanges on the equation. So you're trying to be efficient about what resources you get. And by the time you get those resources uh, enough for one of those target cards, you put it on the target card and you score points based on how efficient you did it. If you did it perfectly, you get like five points. If you have some extra resources left over, they knew to get three points and so wow. forth. It's a brilliant design. It sounds to me like it's you just so... described a game that came out last year. Right? And that's the thing. This is 1967. Way back wow. in the day. It's Saxon, folks. It is a classic. Look at that price. Over on um, uh, Fun Again, it is over 50% off. And I highly recommend it. I need to get a copy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to uh, buy this right now. It's amazing. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. Game. That Now, the only the, I think the only gripe some people have, mm -hmm. it's an abstract game. Okay. It's hard. It doesn't have full art of Splendor. But and, and another thing, too, I should mention, it is not colorblind friendly. I Ooh. My eyes are not happy with this game. But when I get mine, I'm totally going to market yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, That's a good point. That is bizarre. That's my number I, I imagine yeah, in the, it's the 60s, colorblindness was not first and foremost on uh, developers' minds, more yeah. than likely. Yeah. Apparently, everyone had perfect Go, go figure. Yeah, 60s. who knew? Wow. <laughs> that, um... That's an excellent choice, and you know it's it's nice. Yeah, I mean, I, it sounds like it's got really deep gameplay. It's you know, I mean, the only reason not to do it, like you said, it, it would be kind of abstract. I'll admit later on, I've got some abstracts as well because I mean, the nice thing about an abstract is it can appeal to anybody if the components are nice. Um, you know, I right, mean, look, right. just look at Azul, uh, you know, as proof of that. Exactly, and it's language independent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Use, you know, and so, it's from yeah. you know the unheralded. Um, you know, I mean, Sid Saxon. The, our industry today owes so much to him. And so to be able to go back I, and get a history lesson, but one that still feels fresh and relevant today, that's an amazing choice. I really have to doff my yeah. cap to you, sir. I saw that and just kept on walking. Um, and I'm embarrassed yeah. now when I was coming up with my list. An excellent number eight, Bazaar. Nice one. Love it. Okay. Well, um, we're going to come right back up to the modern day. It's all Cult of the New with me um, because <laughs> my number seven is Funfair. Um, which, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. I love this game so much. And um, this one is on sale. 
all of mine are on sale, so they're, they're, they're good deals. And um, actually, it's interesting. As my list goes on, the cost drops. They get the, the higher, the closer to the number one, the, the cheaper it gets. Uh, and, you know, as part of my recommendation, because, hey, if you're, it's always a gamble to buy a gift for somebody. So, but, you know, if you're only yeah. gambling 12 or 15 bucks, it doesn't hurt so mad if it, if it doesn't quite land. Um, but Funfair, I think, is a game that can have huge um, mass market cross appeal. Uh, this is kind of what I was talking about right up front, what you were talking about up front, too. A game that can that um, can appeal to casual new players because because the subject matter is just um, instantly approachable uh, for anybody who has any familiarity with you know fun park rides and all that who've ever been to Disneyland or ever wanted to go to Disneyland or dreamed of building Disneyland that's what players are doing in this game but there is real real depth in this game as well a ton of stuff going on I would love on Christmas morning uh, to have uh, somebody in the family open this up say oh my gosh this looks amazing teach me how to play it and I would sit down and we would play it for the rest of the day because it's absolutely oh, phenomenal. Yes. A really great game that can get a little heavy, but all the weight is tied into those cards. And everybody, when it's not your turn, you can really think about, well, how's this card? Oh, I see. That card would combine with that <laughs> card. And then I say, you just discovered combos, which is what makes gaming great. So I think right. it's it's not quite a gateway game, but it's one that could um, you know, launch people in because it's got great presentation, uh, great variety, and uh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, uh, moving forward, I'm going to go a bit more broad. Uh, you know, these first two, I mean, are two of my favorite games of the year. Uh, both of these, I suspect, will make it into my top ten for 2021. And when I saw that it was 20% off here, and I just tried to imagine, could I play this with my mom on Christmas morning? Um, yeah, I think I could. So I went ahead and did it. Oh, I put cool. Funfair on. As my number seven. Nice. And I know this one, um, I, I remember Unfair. Yes. And I didn't really care for that one. But I know this one like smooths out uh, all the stuff that people didn't like about Unfair and made it into a, a better game. Mm -hmm. Oh, understand. yeah, very much so. If, you, if you'd if you heard of Unfair or you even tried Unfair and thought, oh, this is just too mean-spirited. The nice thing about Funfair is yeah. it took all the mean cards out but kept all the great gameplay. Highly recommend Yeah, nice. So what have you got, great sir, choice. for number six? Okay, Let's move on to number six. I've got one for more for the gaming audience, but uh, this is one of my favorite games of the last few years. It is number six, um, Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. Okay. Ah, this, that's a big box. This is one of my, yeah, one of my top two uh, legacy games of all time, along with Pandemic. But look at this price on Fun, Whoa. fun Again Games. They, are, they knocked a big chunk off of it. And I think that's the right price point for this. I mean, it's a great price point for this thing. And you had just talked about how you would play, you know, open it up on Christmas mm -hmm. Fun Fair and you play all day. This is what I would want to do on my Christmas. Open yes. this up with family or, or friends or whoever and play, you know, as much as we can during that time. It's a wonderful, wonderful legacy game. The story is so much fun. It, it's just, it, there's a lot of comedy, a lot of like fantasy, like wink, wink, you know, nudge, nudge, uh, funny stuff in there. Um, it takes the deck building of Clank and it just adds a campaign to it. Um, you're going to be, you know, adding some new mechanisms, um, creating, you know, ripping up cards like other legacy games. I always like, I don't know, it's a little thing. It's done in all the legacy games, but I always love naming the characters. You know, you can write on the cards like, you know, maybe my character's name is Manny. Yours could be, you know, Schwarzenegger or whatever. <laughs> you know, these type of uh, little touches. I, I love that in legacy games. So uh, Clank Legacy, I think, did you do a video? I have done like a, a video a um, demonstrating the first okay. level. And, you know, talking about the first level, yeah. I, I think it, it's absolutely brilliant. It's such a smart idea to put this on the list because, as we talked about, I mean, if you're giving gifts, 
you want to make sure it'll work. A Clank Legacy starts really light. Um, you know, it starts yes. much lighter than regular Clank. And over the first few missions, uh-huh. more and more rules get turned on. And that's and you know by the time you've done you've finished the entire campaign, which I don't know, could you actually do that in one day? That would be quite the marathon. I don't think that's going to happen. It it would yeah, be a marathon, yeah. yeah. But hey, it's the holidays. You got the days exactly. Off I mean, that's going to be go. something the family's going to be playing for the rest of the week and just watching yeah. as the world you know grows in front of you. That's a really smart idea. I like that one a yeah, lot. I, I I love that, and also. You know, at the end, after the end of the campaign, that board is still usable. You have your own custom board that you can play mm-hmm. uh, standard clank as well. So it's uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. Folks. Yeah. Number I mean, six, I can imagine buying it for somebody and then coming back next year and say, "Hey, did you finish it? I want to play on your board. I want to see what your world looks like because it's going to be a lot different than mine because because we already played That's it. Right. That's I, oh, that that works on so many levels. I think you're winning this list so far. I have to admit. Well done. <laughs> no, we got some. We both have some really oh, good. Okay, games, okay. You know? You're very kind. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to number your number five. Okay. My number five. You might not have heard of. Well, it's called Noctiluca. Are you familiar with this one? Oh, I've I've heard the name. I have no idea what this game is about. I'm, I'm it curious. It is yeah. a wonderful little game. And I mentioned earlier that I've got some uh, abstract stuff going on. This is my abstract. This actually started to make me aware that maybe my wife actually secretly loved abstracts and i never knew because the first time we played it jen said you are not getting rid of that game that is fantastic and um i think it is a perfect gift potential game because um one well it's from designer shem phillips it's one of his lesser known titles everybody's very excited about the west kingdom games everybody's very excited about the raiders of the north sea games and uh you know his next series it's coming next year him and sam mcdonald working um interestingly Noctiluca was published by Z-Man Games, not his normal Garp Hill. And it is a beautiful, beautiful abstract game. And this picture on the Funnigan site does not do it justice. Go to Board Game Geek and find pictures because it comes with an explosion of beautiful, super colorful, translucent dice. They don't look like it here, but what you do as part of setup, Ooh. you roll all these dice, you clamp them all into this, this big hex grid, and on your turn, what you're going to do, you're going to pick one row or column, hex style, so you can be going in lots of different directions, three different directions, and, um, and then pick a pip value and grab every die in that row or column. And you're doing it to try to get the right color dice to fill up your recipe cards that you've got. It is incredibly brain burning, super crunchy, and it is gorgeous. Every second you are playing this game, you're thinking, oh, it's just so beautiful. I I don't want to take them. Um, But then you're just taking them, you're bringing all that beauty over to you. Uh, It's super duper crunchy. That would be my one warning about this game. I don't see how anybody could not have a fun time playing it. It's so simple. It's elegant. It's easy to understand. It's easy to teach. But it is deep, deep, deep. But it's a kind of, it's, it's a go type of deep. That anybody can understand, and the more you play, the more you appreciate all the subtleties of every move you make. Um, And the other interesting thing about it, too, is those first few turns are the toughest. Because you look around the board, and, oh, okay, I know I want some oranges. Oh, I guess I could get, like, three oranges over there, because there's three, four orange ores in that row. But is there something better? You know, it's almost like if you've uh, played, I'm sure you've played Five Tribes. You know how at the beginning of Five Tribes, like, "Eh, there's everything. It's overwhelming almost. But as the game goes on, and more and more stuff comes off the board, the game accelerates. 
because you're desperately scrabbling to try to get those last little things. And so the game has this really wonderful sense of velocity too, where it starts off really crunchy and when it's not your turn, you're just having a chat with folks uh, as people just like, oh my gosh, there's a million things I could do. But it just gets faster and faster and um, really very, very satisfying. So pretty. And again, these pictures, I mean, the, uh, the best thing I can do is just look at the cover art. The game um, lives up and is even better looking than the cover art. Do judge a book by its cover. It's beautiful. It is my number five, Noctiluca. Wow. I had no idea Shem Phillips had this. I know. Of game. I'm used to hearing Shem Phillips, I think, work replacement, you know? So this looks fantastic. You had me at a fistful of dice. You, I saw those dice like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, Michelle and I think I think that would be our jam oh, right yeah. there. That looks fantastic. Well, cool. Okay. What's your number four? Uh, let's move on to my number four. Uh, my number four is coming up on screen here in just a second. My number four <laughs> is parks. Of course. Oh, you cannot I... get enough of those parks. I love this game. Um, I played it uh, for the first time earlier this year, and I just introduced introduced it to Michelle uh, a few weeks ago, and she loved it as well. It, it reminds me, I mean, it's so beautiful uh, component-wise, art-wise, and the gameplay reminds me a little bit of Tokaido. It's just this very calm, serene, hey, just move yes. along the trail, pick, pick up some items, you know, uh, some resources, because you want to go visit these parks. So you're, you know, picking up resources and you want to go um, reserve a, a visit to the park and then actually visit it to get the points. And um, they don't have the expansion on sale, unfortunately, because the expansion we just played it uh, just a couple of nights ago, it is brilliant. It makes a good game great or a great game, like fantastic, whatever you want to say. Um, it, it's just, I love everything about this game. It's something that is easily accessible yeah. because and the rule set is pretty, pretty yes. straightforward, you know, and you can teach this to a new gamer. And I see this during the holidays as, hey, you're going to put this on the holidays. And you know how everyone sort of like dresses up their, uh, their house for the holidays. I think this would look fantastic on a, like a holiday spread. It's just so gorgeous and such a brilliant game. That's my number four. That is an parts. excellent choice. It makes a lot of sense. Easy to teach, easy to play. I'm curious. I've played the base game. I haven't played the expansion. I'm actually going to put our list on hold uh -huh. for a little bit. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah. My only problem with Parks was we found, Jen and I, as a two-player game, we really felt like, boy, I wish there was more players here to make that, um, that you know, that moving down the Tokaido-style track more interesting. Same thing is true for Tokaido, by the way. In Tokaido, they just put a yeah, dummy player yeah. on that becomes very cutthroat. Parks doesn't do anything for player scaling. I'm curious. You mentioned the expansion. Does it do anything for the two-player game? Uh, for the two-player game, what it does is it, it adds a thing called campsites, Ooh. and it's a little a little token on on that you put on every other um, tile, and the campsite allows you to go down to the campsite and take uh, different actions, and that I think that opens it up a little more. I still think it would play better at three or four mm -hmm. players, but here's the thing, Rado, with the expansion, you know those end game goal cards you have the year cards or whatever yeah, they're yeah. called, they're not so great in the base no. game. They are ex they are excellent. They replace the entire deck in the expansion. And they are you can stack them and you can get more than one of them during the game. You can there's a spot on the extra uh, action spots where you can gain more of those uh, end game goal cards. And also on the new parks cards, they have instant actions. So the time when you visit them, you turn the resources, you're gonna get the victory points, but it'll also give you an instant action that you can do right there. So it's a little more combo-y. That uh, sounds that like sense. that would address because honestly, it just felt yes. like in a two-player game, the base game is like, this is not very hard. I can get what I need to get. Um, you know, there's almost right. too much largesse, but now that there's more target stuff, oh, but I gotta do that. But I gotta do that. But I gotta do that. Yeah. That sounds like it really brings it. And yeah. an interesting thing, you get them hooked with the parks, and then for a birthday gift, you get them the expansion. See? 
you're 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 thinking exactly what I was thinking. It's like they love Park so much, and now you get the expansion. And it, you know, now just tying it back into Tokaido, I felt like Tokaido did that too. The base game is it's great, mm-hmm. it's it's straightforward, but then you add that expansion, add that little gambling element. You have a couple of more things that you can collect as far as sets go. I think it elevates that game. The expansion also elevates Parks, but Parks, folks, fantastic okay. game, highly recommend. I, I mean, I, I suspect you will get a lot of folks agreeing with you. That's uh, that is a very popular game these days. Okay. Cool. That yep. was your number four. So let's four. move on to my number three, Railroad Inc. The Shining Yellow Edition. Yeah. Now, Great. Railroad Inc. is an interesting series. This is um, the fourth game. There was first Railroad Inc. Blue and Railroad Inc. Red. Then, uh, I got, you know, that, that came out. It's a roll and write game, which um, has very simple rules, very easy to teach. You know, this is the definition of, um, you know, easy to learn, hard to master kind of thing. Um, because what we're trying to do every round, uh, there are these cool special custom dice rolled that uh, when they roll, everybody, bingo style, has to find ways to whatever the dice say you have to add to your grid, you have to add. And you're trying to create um, connections between rail lines and road lines. And the simple game is just make those rails and roads as best you can to connect as many exits off the board. But each different version of Railroad Inc. uh, came with bonus dice. The blue one came with dice that were all about lakes and water. The red one came with red dice that were all about volcanoes and meteors and destroying stuff. Uh, The first two games I really loved. I still own both of them. Just last week at Board Game Geek Con, I got a chance to play Green and Yellow. And so, I figured, you know, Railroad Inc., any of the four Railroad Inks makes an excellent gift. And I thought about it. Okay, if I was going to mention one, which one would it be? I think it would be Yellow, um, which is why. I mean, any of them are good, uh, but I'm going to go with Yellow. Yeah. The interesting thing about Green and Yellow is they're actually called Railroad Inc. Challenge because they not only add new colored dice that change the rules up in new ways. Uh, the yellow one um, introduces desert dice and cactuses uh, and canyons. You can like try and be you know connect around the Grand Canyon. And the uh, green one introduces forests and nature walking trails. And but more than that, they add these new elements on the board that make the reason it's called challenges because the first games were pure, simple, straightforward gateway games. These new ones are. I was shocked how much more crunchy it was how much more there is going on in both yellow and green and so i think of all the four games well if you want the simpler lighter one you go with the blue or red um based on color uh or if you want more destructive or more building type things but yellow takes it that extra notch you can still teach new players how to play you can ignore the more complex stuff and when the players are ready for the complex stuff honestly of the two i thought yellow with its sun and cactuses and canyons were a bit easier to teach a bit more straightforward green I personally might like a little bit better, but it is more complex mm-hmm. with the way that um, forests come in and the way that nature trails work. I mean, it's probably the most complex the game has been. So I do think of all the ways to play it, Shining Yellow Edition is the perfect one to get. And it's 25% off here at 15 bucks. Nice. Um, you know, and any number, well, let's see, how many people can play it? I mean, it's the, based on the number, uh, yeah, uh, 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 only one in four? Why? Isn't this a bingo game? One to four? Why do they say that? Like, you can... Oh, because, yeah, you oh, because totally it's, play. it's not a patent paper. It's a, it, it, it's a dry erase board. So but the interesting thing is, yeah. you could buy... The more copies of Railroad Inc. you buy, the more people can play. 
Um, you know, yeah. you get a second copy of you get um, you get the blue plus the yellow. Then you've got two different way, four different ways to play with the blue dice or the yellow dice. But suddenly eight people can play. You then go out and get the uh, red, and now yeah. you've got uh, twelve people who can play, and you've got six different variants. It's a really clever system, and considering how low cost they are, um, I mean, it's it, to me it was just no brainer. When I saw it was on sale in their Black Friday sale, uh, I was like, well, of course. And like I said, I Jen and I we just yes. played it for the first time. Uh, just a few days ago, and we both fell in love with it. I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to come home to that blue and red. I want to play the yellow and the green more. And like I said, of all of them, I think yellow makes the most sense. And so that's why it's my number three, Railroad Inc. Shining Yellow Edition. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's Railroad Inc. is a fantastic mm-hmm. game. I, I have red. I've played red and blue. I have not played yellow yet. I'm looking forward to that one as well. It's just like you said, it's uh, easy to learn, but um, it does have some really nice... Um, uh, puzzly elements to it and you know what you can play it um easily over skype or zoom yes or i live streamed it last week i just live streamed it last week on here on my twitch channel and i had people playing in the audience that so you just have your own copy and uh, or you can even use graphics. i was just gonna say the to, same thing i mean for people who are like oh yeah. that sounds like a money grab you gotta buy five games so you can play with whatever yeah. five times with 20 people here's the deal you can actually go to my channel um, which you're probably watching this on right now, and do a search for Rado Railroad Inc. <laughs> I filmed a game where you can play along with us. Um, because you can go to Board yep. Game Geek and you can just download and print out these sheets. Um, you know, yeah. So they, they are readily available. It's nice to actually you know have the dry erase markers and all of that rather than having to print out pages and then print out more pages and all of that. Right. But I mean, this is definitely, I mean, if you want to try it before you buy it, Find my run-through. I think I played blue, if I recall correctly. Maybe I played red. Uh, and in the link of that show notes, you will find where you can go and print it out and just try playing a game. See if you can beat my score. And I think you will find that, wow, this is really sharp. This would make a great gift. Yeah. I might go out and pick up a copy now. Totally. Yeah. And one thing, I mean, at that price point, $15, even $20, the components are excellent. Yes. Like, those dry erase boards are nice. The markers yes. are nice. Comes with erasers. Yeah. Great choice. Yep. All right. Okay. So what you got for number two? So... I, we're moving on to my number two, and I'm getting it ready right here. Number two is – so this is where I just sort of go like, you know what? Um, I want something for the gamers, uh, my friends who are gamers, and I, this is a fantastic right. game. My number two is the Dungeons & Dragons Tyrants of the Underdark board game. <laughs> this one was came out about five years ago. This is the new edition that just came out this year. Um, I believe it's WizKid. Is it WizKid? No, Gale Force okay. 9. Uh, this is a new edition uh, that includes the old expansions. And so there's a thing that happened with the expansions. The original game, you know, they had an expansion about a year later. The expansion cards did not match up with Oopsie. the original game. So you had these this real problem, like, oh, you can tell the expansion cards, you know, and you're trying to shuffle them, did not work. This includes it right off the bat, so um, you don't have to worry about that. Basically, friends, if you don't know, Tyrants of the Underdark, it is deck building meets blood rage. Oh. If you're in a blood rage or that type of game, area majority, area control with the deck building element, this is the game for you. I think it's so underrated. I love it. Love playing it. I don't have a copy because it was out of print for a while, but now that it's back in print, I'm looking at this copy right here. Which, um, by the way, you play cards um, just, on Fun Again, yeah. it, it notes, includes the Aberrations and Undead expansion in the uh, asking That's right. price. Yeah, so there it is. that that includes the expansion already. That's what you know they had problems with in the previous printing. Um, so you know, like any other deck builder, um, like Clank or Trains, these are the deck builders that I like. 
where you have the deck building element as part of a bigger game. There's other mechanisms. In this case, like in Trains, that was basically Dominion meets Ticket okay. to Ride. Uh, Clank, you've got that push your luck element and deck building. This is all about area control. It's it's not for the, you know, this this is something it may not be for everyone because you're in your face trying to battle for the different spots on the board, but you're using deck building into it. I think it's so brilliant and it's probably one of my favorite deck building games. Actually, it is one of my favorite deck building games. Tyrants of the Underground. I, I can totally see that. Um, let me ask you this. As a Care Bear, am I yeah. going to enjoy this game? Uh, or as do a Care you Bear, ne- no. right, Here's the deal. I often find I enjoy area control when it's a game where, oh, this is my area now. I control it. You can't take it from me. Or more to the point, I can't take it from you because I don't want to kick you when you're down. I don't want to steal stuff from you. Nope, this game, it's claws out. Yeah. Yeah, claws are out because there's actually uh, things where you can have like little spies out. You can send spies out. So you'll have presence in a certain area. And then there's certain timing when you play cards like, oh, okay, now I'm kicking you out of here. I'm taking that spot. It's very in your face and you got to play it with the right group. The group I play with uh, normally uh, with uh, the, my more uh, hobby gamer friends, uh, they we, we play games like this. And it's so good. It's just – it's. Uh, maybe it's because it's it's so in your face that you know it, it hasn't gotten the popularity I feel like it deserves, but it's a brilliant design. Deck building meets blood rage, folks. That's my number two, Tyrants of the Underdark. All right, it's interesting. Our lists have kind of walked on parallel paths. I started with my heavy yeah. stuff and got lighter and lighter and lighter. You started with your lighter stuff and got heavier and heavier and heavier. Yep. Um, you know, you, you got more focused, whereas I got more broad. But I think we both got to the pretty much the same place in the end. Let me tell you my number one, Ruel. And honestly, I don't understand why it was not on your number one. We don't discuss ahead of times, folks, what uh, is gonna, what our each five is gonna be. We both send a ten, a list of ten to a friend who then adjudicates and sends us back. Well, okay, you don't want to have overlaps. There's this one and that one. And um, and when I when this came back that I was going to pick it because you weren't going to pick it, I was shocked. Explain yourself, sir. Why don't you love my number one, which is called Patchwork Christmas Edition? Come on, man. Come it, on. It was on my top ten. It was one of those, okay. it, it was an overlap. It, it was on there. Yes. Nice call. Very yep. nice. Yeah. 50% I off. $16. Um, what better game is there going to be to rip apart the package and open on Christmas Day than this and then immediately sit down and play? Many people uh, consider Patchwork the greatest polyominal game out there. Many people consider it to be the greatest two-player game out there. Many people consider it to be both. And many other people, myself included, maybe not the greatest, but one of. Patchwork has always been absolutely brilliant there's so so popular there's like been a half a dozen now patchwork spinoffs and we've got patchwork rethemes like this now this is straight up patchwork patchwork christmas edition the only change is instead of um you know make trying to make a quilt full of you know quilty type patterns the quilt we're trying to build by laying all our polyomino pieces on the board while drafting to get better ones and incredibly tension spending buttons to be able to get what we need at the right time um the graphics are um uh what do you call it a colorful christmas paper wrapping it's gorgeous i think it looks better yeah. than the original and if all that weren't enough it literally comes with a tetris shaped cookie cutter inside so you can make tetris <laughs> cookies just in time for the holidays as well um I mean, they didn't need to do that it's it's certainly not necessary yeah. but patchwork is brilliant and this is uh you know obviously it's the holiday season. But, I mean, this is a game you could give at any time. Sometimes you get, you know, specifically Christmas-themed games. And you're like, oh, I'd only play this around Christmas. 
Not so with Patchwork. I mean, they maybe they should have called it Patchwork Winter Edition or Holiday Edition or something like that. Um, but you would play this year-round. It's such a hugely popular game. Great for couples. I guarantee you, if you bought this and opened it up, you'd be playing it within 10 minutes and everyone would be saying, well, this is the best crypt I got this year. Uh, it, it can't be beat. And then you'll go make some Tetris-shaped cookies while you're at it, too. Just for fun. Um, yeah, it was a no-brainer when I saw it was also on their Black Friday sales list at 47% off. Uh, my number one gift-giving game uh, for this year would be Patchwork Christmas Edition. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love the fact that they had that cookie cutter in there. That's such a nice little Yeah, bonus. yeah, like, yeah. Totally unnecessary, but oh, so yep. cool. Yeah, great choice. Yeah, that was on my, 10, my top okay. 10, and it was, a, it was an overlap, so... Oh, great call! That is, uh, we Michelle and I love Patchwork. We only have the the, the base game, but um, it is, a, in my opinion, one of the best two-player games. One of the best polyomino games. Um, it, it's right up there for me and Michelle too. We played it dozens of times over the years. A wonderful, wonderful. Game. All right, cool, cool. Then I then I did I done good. Actually, I am really happy with this You've list. Done good, I mean, I've been happy with all our lists. We're kind I of simpatico, but this feels really good. These ten games. You're covering everybody in your life. There is something for everyone here. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to end it there, folks. Thanks for watching. Now, remember, the secret word, lest we forget, was Schwarzenegger. I was about to say it in my crappy German. <laughs> was Schwarzenegger. Did you hear us mention it at any point over the last, whatever, 40 minutes or so? If so... What game were we talking about when we said Schwarzenegger? If you can figure that out, then you can send an email to contest at rata.com with not Schwarzenegger. You can send that if you want. You can send pictures of Arnold and uh, doing whatever you want to do. That's all fine and dandy. But in the subject of the email, mention the name of the game. And by the way, don't worry about getting the full name of the game. Or I mean, if, if you're close, if you, if you get, you know, uh, as long as I can recognize that you got it, you will be entered to win that $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games. So I think that's it, Ruel. Is there anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, I just want to um, say thanks to you and thanks to all the viewers for this. I mean, we're still doing the show, and it's a great run so far. But, you know, with Thanksgiving right around the corner, you, you take that moment to think of the things you are thankful for. This is one of the uh, things I am thankful for, our um, show here and all the people who continue to support and I, watch. That sounds really schmaltzy, but it's really true. Um, I yeah. I genuinely enjoy doing this with you every week. I mean, you are just a blast just to hang out with. Um, you always, every week, surprise me with some really interesting entries. You certainly did this time. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, this is, like, one of the highlights of my week. I really love doing it. I hope everybody out there enjoys watching. And so thank you to the best co-host in the world. Thank you to the best audience in the world. And in closing, let me also say thank you to our sponsor, Fun Again Games, for supporting this show. Okay, folks, thanks very much for watching. Have a very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye <laughs>